Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Hello, welcome. Good morning, Sir Benny. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Looking handsome and spry. Thank and you very is, much. Yes. Oh my heavens! Welcome, you guys. <laughs> the grocery getter. I bet yeah. we have got a lot of people in their cars laughing. I love it. That's what it is. Yes, I love it. Thank you, Benny. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe live radio right here on the wonderful Alternative Talk 1150 KKW internationally online triple W. 1150 KKNW, all that good stuff. Of course, you can find us internationally to my Mexico people, to my Canadian people, to my Swedish people, to my Australia people. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. A big, huge reminder that you can also podcast us um, because I know all of you are busy. And if you can't tune into the live radio, which I really want you to because it's so much fun and you can call in and do all that fun stuff. But if you can't, make sure you sign up uh, for my newsletter and the iTunes podcast. You can do that at www.imthankful.com. No, that's my old one, suelunquist.com. Boy, you see where I just went? I just went into habit, didn't I? You went back to talking about Vegas. Yes, something. Vegas and Vegas and all that. All right, let me repeat. suelunquist.com, the newsletter. And it'll have all the information for you for the iTunes podcast. I really want you, this whole new iTunes world for me, we really want you to do a five-star review. And there's a reason for that. You're helping me, and you're also helping all of my listeners and guests that uh, I bring on to the show. So thank you so much. Please remember to do that. Chelan, you guys know I go to Chelan quite a bit. I'm traveling within Washington. Well, I'm traveling all over the United States and promoting myself and um, my work, what I do. This weekend in Chelan, there's a beautiful little store called Spirals, and they are having Unwind and Explore And it's a wonderful little event that um, helps you on your journey. All of the people that are going to be there helping you are all their locals. And they would love to see you. So give them a call if you'd like to get tickets for any of their events. We're talking mindful movement with yoga, with Kelsey, how to work with your family emotions, with crystals, meditation, starter packs, um, changes, ignite changes using energy with Janine. There is so much information and so many possibilities and so much that you can do to this weekend, starting Friday in Chelan. You can call Spirals at 509-682-2383. Again, 509-682-2383. And pretty soon, actually, they're going to be um, supplying my book. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then I'm going to be doing some um, workshops and some other collaborative things with them as well. So please keep in touch. Let them know you heard about them uh, from me, Sue Lundquist with Gratitude Cafe. Again, Spirals of Chelan. And also you can go to GoLakeChelan.com for all of the local events and fun stuff that's happening. Uh, com or call Spirals 509-682-2383. Thank you very much. We love here in the Pacific Northwest. That's one of... Um, Seattle's favorite vacation spots. It's been one of I've been going there since I was a kid. You too, Benny. Didn't we talk about that at one of the last shows? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yeah, it's fun. It's beautiful. It's a big, huge lake. In fact, a little piece of history, that lake is so deep, submarines go in that bad boy. Seriously. You could look that up. I've learned that. There's so many great things about Lake Chelan. All right, we have got an incredible guest, like we do every week, whether it's myself or Nadine. (laughs) But it's true, I say that, but Uh, we do. We have incredible guests. Here's your water cooler fact for the day. (laughs) Oh, and? Yes. That's what I'm I'm saying. Like, hey, everybody, guess what? Guess what? (laughs) Guess what? Yes, the water cooler. Okay, so we have got the wonderful (laughs) Reverend Deidre Ashmore coming on the phone today. And I'm going to ask you, how would a birth... 
I mean, okay, so no, you guys, let me back up first, because you guys know that I was adopted, and I am quite passionate about talking about the journey of adoption, um, the journey of surrendering surrendering a child, or maybe you're thinking about adoption, everything and all of the above that goes into the emotions of said adoption, um, or surrendering your child. So I'm super passionate. I'm really excited about uh, Reverend Deidre to be on the show today. I have to do a best, big, huge, special shout out to Robert and Rodolfo for a wonderful weekend. But also, Robert, thank you so much for getting us connected um, when we were at the Dr. Joe Dispenza event. This is going to be really special. Before I get started, I have to remind all of you uh, about Josh Parkinson with Resonate Brand. Resonate helps you build beautiful mobile-friendly websites, but even more importantly, they help you build a web strategy that helps your business to attract new customers, grow a following, and get higher in the search listings. And if you want to create an online course or membership that sells automatically without you lifting a finger, they can help you build and sell that too. So please contact Josh and his team, Josh Parkinson, and you can contact them at Resonate Web Leadership for a free consult and to see what options they have for you. So please go to www.resonatewebagency.com. Let them know that you heard about them from me. Before we jump into Reverend Deidre Ashmore and our show, I have to remind you next week we've got Nadine coming on. So we're doing live calls. So make sure you get your dialing fingers ready. Next Tuesdays, the first Tuesday of the month, every first Tuesday of the month, we have Nadine and myself doing live calls and reading, pulling cards, and education. And it's a new perspective, new thoughts. It's new you. We're educating at the same time of also empowering and inspiring. And we are all learning from your questions. So please don't be shy to call in. But you know what? If you want to call in and be anonymous, that's totally fine, too. We can do it that way. So next week, Nadine and myself will be here taking calls and live readings. All right, without further ado, lovely ones, Reverend Deidre Ashmore. Check this out. It's been said that our deepest wound is our greatest strength. Oh, we can apply that to so many things. Reverend Deidre Ashmore's deepest wound was surrendering a baby boy for adoption in 1970. Today, she is reunited with her son in a growing, loving relationship for 16 years. This experience had led her to create the Birth Mother's Healing Circle, to alleviate the pain, the shame, and the guilt, uh, and secrecy around closed adoptions that over 1.5 million girls experienced prior to Roe and Wade. As a minister in the field of pastor care for over 20 years, Deidre understands the value of compassion for self and others, along with the importance of healing unresolved grief. For her spiritual quest has led her to the deep meditation and is it Jigong, right? Jigong practice in addition to playing the cello, which I'm super excited to hear about. She also has a personal mission statement. I have come here to stand and be a voice and live my life for the betterment of humanity. How incredible. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Susan. I'm delighted to be here. And yes, hello to Robert and Rodolfo. Oh, my gosh. I know. What a blessing. We had an incredible weekend with them in their home in Arizona. And hello to Mira and the whole team and family in Arizona now that we have been there. It's been incredible. So we have got a pretty powerful show. You and I talked um, offline and we talked because I want to explain to the audience, we're both coming from both sides of of the adoption. I was surrendered and given up for adoption. You surrendered a child and gave up for adoption. So we both come from different parallels, but also from different experiences. But the emotions of shame, um, scarcity, abandonment, worthiness, all of that stuff comes into play when we're dealing with this type of situation. But also how we can empower, how we can educate, and how we can lead people to the light, I guess is, is what I'm trying to say. And to not... Um, be or keep yourself in such shame, right? Yes, absolutely. So let's talk about your story, love. Let's talk about your circumstances. And then after I hear yours, I'm going to, I'll tell a little bit about myself. Wonderful. So I was a sophomore at the University of Idaho. I was in a sorority and uh, it was 1969. And um, I 
just kind of went wild um, out of out of my small hometown, and um, I really hadn't come to terms with um, that I'd become sexually active. Um, so, um, don't you know, uh, it happens, and I was pretty naive, and uh, um, so um, I got pregnant, and um, I had a wonderful boyfriend who um, offered to marry me, but I, I just could not could not um, see my way um, through that. But here's the other thing on the side. Um, I was an alcoholic, a party girl, party, party, party. <laughs> and uh, so I knew, I knew um, that I uh, could not, I just, I couldn't do the marriage thing. And I also had had a sorority sister who had had an illegal abortion a few months before she went to Shelby, Montana, and had it done in a uh, dentist chair by this grizzly, awful man, and she got very ill from it, an infection. So um, I was terrified, and I um, it was like the worst thing that I felt could happen to me at the time. And so, um, yeah, it was uh, my parents, um, I, when it came to my, my boyfriend and I told my parents, and uh, they wanted me to stay in the area of um, Spokane, Washington, and um, have a child. And one, my sister-in-law stayed with us to, just you know, to say they would help. But I, I just knew I couldn't. I couldn't. And so I went to an unwed mother's home in Florence, Crittenden, in San Francisco, and uh, for the last trimester, three months, and um, had a social worker and a, a counselor, and I was one of called the older girls. We lived in a flat next to the, the home. Uh, we could have a, a meal there once a week. Um, otherwise, prepared our meals. And um, yeah, it was, yeah. So, I got I to gotta, I gotta intersect really quick because I'm, I'm painting a picture in my head as you tell this story. And it's like, one, you're shamed because you had sexual intercourse. Two, you're shamed because you got pregnant. Three, you're shamed because you have this body that you want to explore. Four, you're shamed and shunned away. You feel scared, so you feel that you have to go away to a home. While you're in the home, you're you're getting you still feel shameful, and it's almost, at least for me, from the language that you're explaining it, it's like you get fed a meal a day, and you're just kind of. It just sounds like you're imprisoned. Imprisoned emotionally and imprisoned physically, too. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. Yes, that's exactly it. That um, Yes. Fortunately, I had a friend uh, living in Berkeley. She was a sorority sister, the same one that had had the illegal abortion. And she would come and get me. And we'd go to the beach and we'd go to Golden Gate Park. And she actually encouraged me to take a, uh, an exam with the uh, civil service, the Alameda Civil Service um, uh, exam so I would have a job when I came out so she was forward thinking but yes yes there's so much shame so you you went off you gave your you surrendered your child yep yep you surrendered and it was a boy correct yes and and, listen to your voice change I love that um 1969 in the late 60s there was a lot of shame um I there was a lot of shame and I and I I say and let me preface this whole show by everything that we're talking about, and I think um, Reverend Deidre will uh, agree with me. We're not talking about this in any kind of shame. We're not talking about this in any anger. This being our story of surrendering a child and our story of being adopted. There is no shame. There's no animosity. There's no anger. Nothing. But I would urge you, if you hear something on the show and you do get a trigger, I'd like you to lovingly look at that and just kind of digest what you're feeling and then get some help for somebody to talk about it. Because I think that's really important because we're talking about a really deep emotional issue. Surrendering a child is huge. And I was and have learn to understand that from my own experience. When I was a baby, I was adopted and I was adopted out of a little tiny mining town out of Globe, Arizona. And my biological mom had a different situation where she already had two children that she was trying to um, take care of. And she was out of a marriage that was extremely abusive um, on all counts. And so she was trying to protect her other children. And then I was the product of a passion I I like to say I was a passion baby because she fell for this gentleman, my father, 
they both fell for each other, and I was the product of that passion. Um, however, she couldn't afford to take care of me and to love me. Not only that, she certainly didn't want to put me in a position with her ex where there was so much abuse and also pressure from the family that the best thing that you can do for me, the the baby that's in her, her mom's telling her this, is to give her up for adoption. And it literally killed her. It literally killed her going forward through life. Um, I was fortunate enough to be reunited with my biological father in 94. And then in 2003, I was reunited with my biological mom. But we will get get to that story in just a minute. Um, Reverend Deidre, I'd like to talk to you about your journey from surrendering your child and, and the relationship to moving forward, because I think it's important, and you and I talked off air about this, of addressing the shame and the guilt that goes with that. And I want to empower and inspire the audience should they be in this situation from both sides. Yes. All right. Yes. And, um, you know, what I've come to know, and it's, it's, I know this is true, no woman, no woman ever, ever, ever surrenders her child unless there is a compelling reason. And it's very complex, whether, like you just said, you're, your uh, bio mom, um, abuse, addiction, um, age, the inability, whatever it yeah. is, um, women, this is what we do. And you know, because you have children, it's what we do. We, we are the channels for, you know, the birthing process. And so that's what the divine, the divine feminine, we as women do. We, we give birth. And so um, I, it's really important that we give ourselves um, on on everyone involved with the adoption circle um, generous doses of self-compassion and forgiveness and understanding because of all the, the stigma that certainly during the closed adoptions, you know, women um, probably 40 on up, um, some women go, go to their grave and, and don't share it. So I'm really aware that my situation is, has turned out very positively and I don't want to project my circumstances onto anyone. Explain but, that really quick. Um, what what happened for uh, for me? Yeah. Well, explain oh. projection because I think people are are a little confused with that. What that means in this situation? Oh, sure. Uh, it would be that I because I've had my experience um, and it it has been very positive. That I would tend to think that everyone's experience is like that, and, and it's not. And it's not. Yep. Yeah. Quite. Quite. Uh, truthfully, my experience is my experience, period, and that's all it is, and um, I'm grateful for how it has, has turned out, but I'm also aware that there are other stories that have not uh, turned out so well, and to honor those as well. Yeah, so much so, because, you know, I, and growing up from the other side of the track, <laughs> if I could say that, that... I had been, um, I, I, well, let me, let me preface this with, by saying my mom, who raped my mom, mm-hmm. um, she has always told me from day one that I have been adopted. And that was really special and powerful for me to know. But it also, I had a driving force. And some people that I've talked to that have been adopted don't have the driving force that I did. I have always been curious and always wondered. And there's always been that curiosity and the intuitive driving force to figure out who these the my my genes belong to literally, uh-huh. um, and I, I like you, Reverend Deidre, I was extremely blessed and extremely fortunate to have a good experience for the most part um, with this adoption process, and it's been, gosh, it's been well over ten years, and I still have a standing relationship with my biological family, which is. It's a blessing all on its own. Um, I think it's important to reiterate to the people that are listening what you were just talking about. It is your story. It is my story. And blessings to all those that do have the courage to seek this out and it not totally turn out. So how can we support our audience in saying you know what, we, we love you, support, we love you through this, and if it doesn't work out, there's help. How can we do that for them, whether it works out or if it doesn't? Well, I think the most important idea here is to do what 
anyone what you are called to do, that there's this inner prompting or an inner longing, whether to, to curiosity, as you said, to find and to, to make make the connection because otherwise it, you feel there's it's incomplete. But for me, it was a, a gaping hole in my heart. It was just a black, blackness that was there. And it turns out my son felt the same way. He felt like he was a square pig in a round hole. Oh, my gosh. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. <gasps> I don't, I can't tell you how many times I have said that. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I've said that. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So you know. I totally do. Yeah. As as loving, as incredible as my parents are, there was always a disconnect in some some form. You know, it's the square peg in the round hole, round hole, square, whatever that is. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the driving motivator internally that there is this, this longing to know more. And it, that actually, my passion is also turning into uh, releasing closed adoption files. I believe no human being should ever be kept in the dark. It's like adoptees are this kind of off of a side group of people, and they don't know their history and their heritage. And now, do you think that they are closed because they listen to the powers that be because of the shame around said bubble? Certainly. I think so. I yep, think it's all based from fear and shame, yep. not from love and compassion. So uh, I agree with you. Yeah. So some of the states that still have closed adoptions, Idaho certainly was one. And um, I think uh, Massachusetts, anyways, there's some probably uh, legislative work to, you know, storm the, storm the capital steps. Yes. Whatever. But, but it's the whole thing of returning, moving into wholeness. That's the whole, as, as I understand it, this whole journey of living is to to move into wholeness as the spiritual beings that we are and to, however that is in, in any relationship, but to call forth um, wholeness in our, and that's all we have is, is our relationships with one another, the human journey. So um, that's what I just knew. Here's the thing. I thought that he would find me. I somehow knew. I, I thought we would meet at some point. I just knew he would find me. And one time I was in a human potential uh, workshop years ago in Seattle, and there was a woman who was adopted, and she'd just been reacquainted with her birth parents. And so I said, oh, I hope my son finds me. And she, she totally stunned me. She said, well, why wouldn't you go looking for him? She said it would have made so oh. much made me feel so much better if I'd known my parents wanted me as a you know yes. as a stepping out and I I'm going to be rejected again. Yes, and I hadn't ever considered that. So I said, "Oh my goodness, I can, can't I?" She said, "Yes," and so from that moment I got clear. I'm doesn't matter if he wants to find me or not. I'm going to make the search. I'm going to find him. And my um, my son Kevin's wife Julia. When they started having children, she said, you know what? I want to know, Kevin. I want to know your background. And so she prompted him to, to put identifying information in his birth file, in, in the records in the state of California. So that's how I was able to find him because because of this beloved wife, Julia, saying, <laughs> you know, I want to know. Well, and, you said something important to the audience and for myself, because there's a couple different ways that you can do this. If you have a closed adoption, I'm not quite sure, but maybe you can answer this. But you were prompted to put more information in the file so he could then, or he was prompted to put more information in his file so you could then be reunited. I did it on a different route. I went out of Carson City, Nevada, and they have a massive database so basically you fill out a form, you send the form in, and they, they work very diligently to match it with the other the other individual, whether it's, in my case, it was the child trying to match with the parent or the parental. And uh, that's how I found my biological father in 94. Now, when I went to look for my biological mother, I ended up having to go and get my my uh, birth records out of the hospital, prove who I was because I was married and I had to, you know, jump through all those hoops with my birth certificate and all that stuff, which was totally fine. So I sent away from my birth records and this is in the state of Arizona. They sent it to me and on my birth records was my biological mother's first and last name and her social security number. So in 2003, in the age of the Internet, what do you think I did? I jumped on the Internet and found, did a, a people search, and I found her. 
And I then at that point sent a very generic um, letter. But, you know, Deidre, as you and I had talked in, in, in private, it was and had been all my life. Are you sure she wants to be found? Do you want to be abandoned again? Um, and then the longing, yeah, there's a longing that I need to know. And at that point in 2003, I just, um, knew that I needed to do it and I needed to do it immediately. And I kept hearing my, the divine voice, whatever you want to call it saying, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. So why am I telling you this? There's a couple different ways that you can go about doing this. If it, and, and I say this because my biological mom said my files were closed. She was not able to access it. My biological father said the same thing. So I went through Carson City, Nevada, the nationwide registry. You, um, your, your biological son happened to um, give more information on the record, so you were, you were able to find him. So there's different ways that you can do that. I want to talk to um, the doubts and the fears because uh-huh. I think that's so important, the shame, the doubts, the fears, because when you and I talked privately, you've got to step through that fear you, and and it is scary and it is tumultuous. It is, it, it's going to stop you in your tracks kind of fear. And like you and I both did, we, we had to overcome that and we had to move forward in our wholeness, the language that you were using. And that was a huge driving factor for me too. Let's talk about it from your side, from that shame and guilt and then um, I'll talk about my lack and abandonment issues and not being worthy and all that good stuff. Yes. You know, for me, it, there came a point where I've been thinking about it for several years, and um, I, it became a point where I could not, I could no longer both that voice. And the day that I reached out uh, to, find, to, to really find, find him, I heard my inner voice. I was taking a shower in the morning, and uh, it said, find your son. So I, I, I looked into it. What did I need to do? And yes, there was fear, but there was, it was more compelling for me to break through the fear. Um, and I love, I love this saying by Khalil Gibran. He says, when you are joyous, look deep into your heart, and you shall find it is only that which is giving you sorrow that is giving you joy. So it, it's that, that part of me that, oh, my gosh, th- th- who, who was he? I, I needed to bring closure and, and close that gap. It was too painful, and, and I wanted to, I just needed to know. So, yes, I, I felt I was scared every step of the way, and I felt that, you know, the same, feel the, do, feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, and, it, and it was just a break, breakthrough. And the more I would lean into it, the more I would get confirmation and signs. Uh, I, I had a friend who worked for the um, Department of California, uh, and so I found out what I needed to do, send the letter and, and notarize and all the identifying information. And, and so I just I followed the steps. And just, just like you follow a path when you're hiking and you can't see the bend in the road, but when you get there, more the path is there's more or not, right? Maybe there's yes. a cliff, but you know to stop. So, but I I got the red light or excuse me the green light all the way, and yeah, it's you just have to just keep doing it like anything that you're passionate about. Sure, you have doubts. Sure, there's all of that, but you do it anyway. You do it anyways. She did it anyways. He did it anyways. So powerful. We are going to take a quick commercial break, catch our thoughts or do something with our thoughts. We um, will be right back. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe, and we'll be right back. Ready to release pain? 
Energy is not bound by space. Whether you're in Tennessee or Sue's own backyard of Woodenville, Washington, Sue Lundquist can do both in-person and distance energy healing. Sue holistically integrates a range of energy healing modalities that break through blockages and work through both the physical and emotional energy body. You'll find both a guide and a healer in working with Sue. Hire Sue now at suelundquist.com or call 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Of course I want our kids to eat fresh, healthy foods all the time. But we don't have a supermarket nearby, so it's a challenge. I wish we were closer to good health care because of our son's asthma. Frankly, it's scary at times. I'd love for our family to live in a nice house near a great school, but... But none of these resources exist in our neighborhood. Many variables can shape the outcome of children's lives like the zip code where they grow up. That's because not all communities have the same opportunities, such as quality schools and housing, fresh food, and good health care. There are many ways to improve communities, so everyone has a fair chance, regardless of zip code. You can make a difference. Join with HUD and local leaders to improve your community. Learn how at hud.gov slash fair housing. That's hud.gov slash fair housing. Fair housing, shared opportunity in every community. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 a.m. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Chances are, if you're listening to the Gratitude Cafe with Sue Lundquist, you already know what so many others know. This is a special show hosted by a special woman. If you own or manage a business, Gratitude Cafe is your chance to align your advertising message with the power of the positive. Best of all, the options are affordable, so you can stretch your advertising dollars to reach even more listeners. Learn more today at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Dear John, I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is serious, and I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to when you checked on me? I don't want to leave. But remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get yours to a healthy range today. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Life is full of questions. Find the answers at 1150kknw.com. Eileen Grimes, host of the Jupiter Rising Show, invites you to read her weekly horoscope message for your sign. Check out 1150kknw.com and click on your sign. It's that simple. Stars, Psychics.com sponsors KKNW's horoscope feature and is ready 24-7 to get you answers about love and life. Stars, Psychics.com. That's stars with a Z, Psychics.com. Attracting the wrong things in your life? Blocked? In transition? Can't seem to get clear? Let Sue Lundquist, Intuitive Clarity Coach, guide you through to confidence and sustained positive change. This is achieved with easy, practical tools you can use in your everyday life. Call now for your personal one-on-one Clarity Coaching session with Sue to get back to who you really are. Confident, purposeful, and positive. Call Sue at 206-300-2227. That's 206-300-2227. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Benny, of course you picked the perfect song. Welcome back, everybody. Sue Lundquist here. You are joining myself and Reverend Deidre Ashmore. We're talking about our stories of adoption, both on both sides of the track. I was surrendered for adoption. She surrendered her son for adoption. Um, myself in 69, her son in 70. Yes, that ages me. I'm almost 50. Can you believe it, Benny? 
I'm almost 50. That just throws me away. I, it just makes me crazy. All right. Anyways, back to the show. What are we talking about? We're talking about moving into wholeness. Um, my moving into wholeness and generation, generous, be generous to yourself and be generous to those around you going through this situation. Um, I had a longing to know more than than not. And I have known since I've known that I was adopted since I was a child, thanks to my honesty and transparency with my parents. Um, I love the fact that there are shows coming out like long lost family on TLC that are showing these stories in a lighter light, meaning they are bringing stories like this, and it's not of shame, right, Reverend Deidre? It's not the shame. It's not the sorrow. It's really doing deeply connected work. And I love the fact that they're shining a light on this scenario, wouldn't you? Yes. Or absolutely. don't you? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's the freedom. That's the release it brings. It does. And moving through to that wholeness and that healing, let's briefly talk about um, your reunion and your relationship now. And then we're going to get into how you created Birth Mother's Healing Circle. Yes. Yes. Well, I made the call. I finally found Kevin through the identifying information. I made several calls. My husband helped me. He's kind of a Sherlock. So, no. Um, I made the call. How incredible that he was so there and supportive with you. Oh, yeah. Nice. Quite wonderful. Okay, please continue. Yes. So I called the number. A woman answered. I left my name. I'm calling where it's calling from. She said they're out on a date, and I'll ask him to call you when he returns. Now, unbeknownst to me, I found out later, that was his mother. And (gasps) he was babysitting his four children. Wow. Yes. So <gasps> she, at one point, Kevin was living in Spokane, Washington. Of course I'm, he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he was a youth pastor. So look at that. I so know, the paths. Of, yes, the paths. That's right. And you can't, you cannot explain it. It's not rational. It's, there's, there's something more at work. So he calls me, and I said, Hello, Kevin. If you were born January 5th, 1970, I'm your birth mom. <gasps> and he paused and said, Julia, Julia. He's calling to his wife in the background. It's my birth mom. It's my birth mom. Oh. oh. Yes. And I'm sure you had a similar, some, there's this moment of recognition, hearing your vo- each other's voice. There's there is, and you and I talked about this on the phone privately, um, my my experience, thank you for sharing my experience, I'll, I'll just dive into it briefly, but um, I sent away from my, my birth records, I actually, like you, um, I actually found her and then called the phone number that I had, but the person that answered the phone said, no, sorry, she's not here right now, and I certainly wasn't going to leave a message of this magnitude with this this young girl that was answering the phone, and it ended up being... My niece, my little brother's oldest daughter. So I know it's just, it's incredible. So I ended up sending a letter to um, my biological mother, and then that was two weeks. And then I went in and gave birth to our third daughter. So this is, and I told you this story, but I'm going to tell the audience because this is where it gets so divine and special. All along this journey, I had been driven to do and to find her and to just do it. And everybody in my psyche and my intuition, everything was saying, it was just this calming feeling. It's going to be okay. So I sent the very generic letter explaining who I was because you never know what's happening on the other side. Um, I didn't send it notary. I just sent a letter because that's divinely what I was told to do. So I did it. Went away to, not went away, but the letter was mailed off. Two weeks later, I gave birth to my third daughter. I'm sitting in home the same day I gave birth to our third daughter and put the others, other two kids to bed. And uh, my husband goes and gets the mail. We got the baby sitting in between us. And there's a letter. And he goes, oh, my God, I think this is from your biological mom. And sure enough, I open it up. And the first few things were incredible, one of which you've never been a secret. And I've loved you from the day you've been born. And that just shot my soul and hormones and everything 
read the rest of the letter. I have an older brother, older sister, a baby brother. Um, they all know about you. They've known about you from the day I, I had to, you know, surrender you. Um, she couldn't have lived any farther, Florida to Seattle. But we connected. I, 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 Troy said, my husband said, just pick up the phone and call her. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, I guess I can do that because there's the information, right? <laughs> And like you, that was it. I called and I said, I I, honestly, I can't really remember. I I said, this is your biological daughter, Sue. I think something to that effect. And it was an immediate connection. Immediate. And Troy can attest to that. He was sitting right there going, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Because it was just so immediate. Anyways, yeah. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. And, and you cannot deny it. No. Nope. Yes. And that's not to take away from my mom and dad that raised me either. Absolutely Please know not. that. Going to anybody out there in whatever whatever situations, because it's the same thing for your Kevin, right? It's yes. not to oh. take away from the beautiful souls that raised him. Absolutely. And, you know, he. So he, we flew him to Spokane to visit us. It was Mother's Day in 2001. And then... Uh, a month later, I went to California where he was living in the Central Coast, Nipomo, and his parents hosted me. They let me stay in their home and had a party for me. And <gasps> it was so uh, generous oh. and I was so well celebrated. So I uh, like his parents very, very much. I really love his mom and, and dad. They're fine people. So, yeah. Yeah. What a blessing. Uh-huh. And really quick, since you said that, we got a shout out to a happy Mother's Day to not only you, myself, and everybody listening. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Yes. yes Living yes, yes. and have those that have crossed over as well. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. So what's your relationship like now? Our relationship is strong. We've had, we've had um, ups and downs. There was a period of time when Kevin asked me not to visit, and I said, do you want me to you know, go away. And he said, no, no, I want us to continue emailing and talking on the phone occasionally, but I'm concerned about my mom's feelings mm. about um, that, that you're positive and you're fun. And I really want my children to, they know you, yes, but I want to honor my mother's relationship with them during this growing period. And so there was a period of 10 years and don't, you know, I cried and cried, but I got it. I understood mm. And so 10 years, about three years ago, he called and said, I, it's time, I want to get together. And so he spent his last two birthdays with us in northern Idaho, having fun in the snow, and has brought his wife and his youngest son. So, And, and then he helped me put my, my website together. And I must say, see, I, I didn't have any other children. So there's lots of complexities and the situation, it just depends on, so how it how it works. So he's really met a need for me as far as being able to dote on him and and we have a connection. There's when we sing, he's a musician. When we sing, we first sang together and harmonized and we looked at each other because of the vibrato in our voices. <laughs> another another commonality. He also has the exact same voice as his first father. And I introduced he and his first father. His first father lives in northern Idaho, and uh, we all skied together just in January at Schweitzer. So, you see, it's just this big love, and it keeps expanding. And I want to, Susan, if, is this the time to, if we can address the why I was called to create the website? Yes, when, please. When I was at Florence Crittenden, it was during Christmas, and one of some of the women who were the sponsors and benefactors to Florence Crittenden, one of the women held a Christmas party for us in her gorgeous home in San Francisco, and I remember feeling so moved at their generosity, and I made a pact to myself. In that moment, I made a pact. When I get older, at some point, I'm going to give back. And so that's what this has been born out of my website, to support those women, those of us, the girls, they they were called the girls that went away, a book written by Ann Fessler, that was shame, secrecy, uh, many of the girls, some were totally estranged from their parents. The shame was too great to bear that you brought shame on this family. Oh, yeah. So this is my, this is my gift back. This is my time of service. This is my 
p.m. It'll be a healing gathering at Circle, a, a, a ceremony of being able to speak the date, the name, light a candle, connect. Yes. And I have no idea how many will come, but I have the vision of perhaps doing these events at other cities and globally, actually. We're going to be living in England in a few months, and why not there? It's the same It's the same all over the world for any woman. I agree, and I think it's really important that you bring this to the forefront, this being the shame, um, and it just... When you when you say that title of the book, the girls who went away, yeah, it it's like they're shunned away. It just puts, it, I just, ah, hey. oh, I yep. just want to love on them, and I want to change that whole energy that comes with that that connotation, you know. Yeah, and I do. and that that connotation is what you're doing. You are leaving a legacy, and you are making a difference. And I want to remind the audience on how to get a hold of you. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. and also if there is. Um, a drive. Maybe there's an event in your area audience. Did you hear this? If you want to have an event like this with Reverend Deidre to come to your um, area, this is the information you're going to need. You're going to go to the website. It's birthmothershealingcircle.org. If you're driving, I will have all this information on my website and on my newsletter. So make sure that you get a hold of me through sulanquist.com. Again, the website is www.birthmothershealingcircle.org. If you want to have Deidre come to your area, you can email her through the website and schedule and talk to her about that. I think it's very important. Um, Like I alluded earlier, Long Lost Family on TLC is also um, bringing families together again and shining a light where there used to be so much shame because there's hundreds of stories like yours, Deidre, that surrendering a child because you had to, whether it's financial, whether uh, there was a a circumstance where the mother was raped and she gave, she surrendered the child and that ended up being an incredible relationship and an incredible reunion. You never know what's going on on both sides. Um, But like we had talked about earlier, um, fight through your fear, fight through the shame Find the people in your tribe to get the help that you need, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And have the healing. Have the healing for the guilt. Uh, have the healing for the shame. And you can do that. You can go to your website, actually, birthmothershealingcircle.org to get information. Do you have, are you, I can't remember if you're running a blog or you've got some video and some other things on there, right? I have a video. I have a, a reunion story a little bit more in-depth from what I've shared today. Yes, that's on there. And I, I do see, foresee a blog, and I also foresee meeting a meetup or an online discussion support group. So it, it's in the process of being developed and my website also being developed where there'll eventually be a link where a woman can come and, and acknowledge, uh, list the name of her child if she gave him or her a name, the date of birth, and where in the country, and then it'll light up. So that I'm working on that right now. Oh, beautiful. So, uh-huh. I see it as a connector site. I also see it as a site where siblings can go and also birth fathers because they were the, they were the boys. The boys weren't accountable when the girls went away. <laughs> they went to Aunt Dorothy, Grandma, wherever. But the boys didn't have too much responsibility during the culture then. No, they didn't. Um, there's still some of the shame, but I, and I, this isn't to be of no. lack on any situation, but like you just said, there was a lot more light shined on the, the female. There wasn't as much accountability and responsibility for the man. Right, and they had the feeling too. And yes. So our culture, fortunately, has changed. All men. Yeah. Oh, God, thank you for the culture changing. My heavens. Thanks. Thank goodness and blessings because I know and I just recently and this is, you know, thank goodness the culture has changed because I had just learned recently because I'm I'm and people are shocked when I say this because I'm of a darker skin. I've got some Spanish in me. So when I was born, I was dark skin, dark hair, and I was kept away from the white babies. Isn't that just shocking? Oh, yes, it is. But no wonder I am who I am today and, and my fighting for adversity and yes. and fighting for that 
that wholeness within myself and that longing to know, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and I love the fact that you are shining a light on that. To all of those um, who could be just tuning in, you need to go back and listen to this show. And if there's people in your life that have been adopted, thinking about adoption, have surrendered a child, listen to the show. Take what you need from it. Reverend Deidre Ashmore can be found at birthmothershealingcircle.org. Again, birthmothershealingcircle.org. There is much, much more um, behind the scenes and about her than just is on the website. There's events, there's workshops. Um, she's having Birth Mothers Healing Center in Coeur d'Alene at the Public Library. And that is, what date is that? Friday, May 12th. Friday, May 12th. I'm sorry. 1 p.m. Friday, May 12th at 1 to 3. And yes. you can find all the information again on birthmothershealingcircle.org. I wanted to tell the audience a little bit about my background, um, just so you know. I Unfortunately, you know, when I told you guys, and, and Deidre, I told you about this, my my immediate search and my urging to find her. Unfortunately, my biological mother died six months after I found her from um, an environmental cancer. And out of that blessing, I was able to fly to Florida um, two times. We had a family reunion. I do have an active relationship with my baby brother. His name is Earl. Uh, And I tear up talking about him because he and his family are really special to me. And they were out last summer. And um, my baby brother, Earl... And his wife, Lucky, and his three children and our first, his first grandbaby, my first grandniece, were all out here for a full week of bonding and fun and just family. And it was such a blessing, such a blessing. And to all of those out there that are in the middle of this, I support you. I love you. You have the courage to do this. And I think Reverend Deidre, (laughs) thank you, Benny, would... um, would also agree. We love you. We support you in all of this, correct? It's so true. Yes. Yes, you are loved. And it's all going beyond the whole religious thing. That A lot of women oh. were, were shamed because of uh, the religion and the church. So I'm not about, I'm not about any religion. Dogma, or not dogma a dogma. Or Nothing. any of that. No, it's all it's secular. Everyone, everyone has the right to be loved and appreciated and heard, seen, and know that she is of value for just the fact of giving a life. And every child And every child, every child. Every child. Every child, yes. You're worthy. You are abundant. You are incredible. This has been an absolutely amazing show. Reverend Deidre Ashmore, find her at birthmothershealingcircle.org. Go to www.sulunquist.com if you're driving, and I will have all that information for you. It has been an absolute treat. We've got to wrap up the show. Next week will be Nadine. Until next time, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week.